Momentika, welcome and come with purpose, everyone, for this uh, special episode of Voices of Regen, where we're spotlighting an exciting project that we've been working on in collaboration with the Young Tourism Network uh, and the Department of Jobs, Precincts and Regions uh, here in uh, Melbourne. Um, my name's Matt Sykes, and, and from Regen Project's uh, perspective, we just want to take a, a moment to acknowledge country, to acknowledge those beautiful lands, waterways and skies that in the context of this conversation form the backbone of Victoria's visitor economy, to acknowledge those First Nations uh, connections to those lands and waterways um, and that continuing of, of, of culture through uh, elders past, present and emerging. Uh, and I guess that opportunity for um, people from diverse backgrounds, diverse uh, cultures, genders, um, you know, different geographic perspectives to actually work towards uh, the future of uh, tourism events and hospitality here. So um, going back in the last six months, there has been quite a, a journey where we've had the combination of what we've called the Young Tourism Network Launchpad, which is a seven-week professional development program, which is equipping um, young and emerging leaders with skills around regeneration, like how do I start a conversation around climate or diversity inclusion? What are the best practice examples and who can I speak to in the field that are, that are actually doing it every day? Uh, in parallel, we've also done uh, a workplaces report, um, which was soon, uh, well, this is part of the, re the release, um, where it's going to present uh, both young people's perspective as well as older people's uh, employers and managers perspective of the state of the industry, as well as practical uh, approaches at how we might um, support its development in, in the future. So I just want to pass across, we've got some guests in the room, uh, we'll just pass uh, the baton around so that they can introduce themselves. So Maddie and Maureen joining us from the YTN team, welcome to you both. Would you like just to check in uh, your roles uh, and your connection to the project? Yeah, great. Thanks, Matt. Um, my name's Maddie Sawyer. I have been the 2022 chair of Young Tourism Network, um, and it's been my pleasure to help lead the delivery of this project in collaboration with the Department of Jobs, Precincts and Regions, as well as Regeneration Projects. Uh, over to you, Maureen. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Uh, thank you, Matt, for, for having us today. Um, I'm Maureen Pion. I'm the, I was the deputy chair uh, in 2022, um, uh, being in the committee for three years now. And uh, it was also um, an amazing opportunity this year to be um, advocating um, for young people in, in tourism and continuing that great work that we've been um, doing since last year. Thank you to you both. And passing across to our collaborators at DJPR. Sure. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Luke Metcalf. I'm a project coordinator within the industry development team, um, part of the tourism events area of Victorian government, Department of Jobs, Precincts and Regions. It's quite a mouthful. Um, so our team is focused on um, strengthening industries, business and digital capability and also um, strengthening our workforce. Uh, and my name is Sarah Wilson, and I'm the Acting Manager for Tourism Industry Development. So uh, mirroring all of those things that Luke has said, um, working closely with Young Tourism Network uh, and Regeneration Projects uh, to deliver the Launchpad program. Thanks so much, Sarah and Luke. And also Nora from our team. 
Hello, everyone, and thank you, Matt, for having me today. Yes, my name is Nora Silva, and I am the Programs Coordinator at Regeneration Projects. And it's been a pleasure to be working alongside DJPR and YTN. And yeah, looking forward for this conversation. All righty, super good. Thank you so much, everyone. Let's let's just kind of do a, a quick walk through the journey um, so far. Maddie, can you just explain a little bit about how this particular initiative came about, some of the um, preceding work, um, and I guess, yeah, why is it actually important? Now, specifically, we're talking about the workplaces report. Yeah, absolutely. Well, in 20. 20, 2021, there was some research undertaken um, by the team at Young Tourism Network in collaboration with Regeneration Projects. And this was a voluntary um, investigation and research paper that was uh, looking into the sentiment of young people and what was happening. And this was at a really pivotal time during COVID where um, young people were disproportionately impacted by the um, pandemic and the impact that that had particularly on the workforce in tourism and so it sparked some really important questions just around uh, values alignment and how workplaces are able to engage with young people uh, and that kick-started some really strong conversations with our friends at DJPR as well as having um, Matt and the team at Regeneration Projects really leading that uh, that sort of advocacy around young voices in conjunction with the YTN team. And so um, we had the absolute privilege to um, then be given the opportunity to have some funding behind this and really look for some practical solutions to being able to help with the, some of those challenges that young people were facing in the workplace and really empower them to take some steps to um, bring their own perspectives into the future of tourism development. Um, Maureen, anything to add in that space? No? Cool. Alrighty, and Nora, I'm going to pass to you. So uh, elevating um, the voice of young peoples and really empowering them as actors and, and drivers for positive change um, within uh, Victorian tourism has been a key focus of the initiative. Can you just walk through at a, an overview, um, maybe lightly touch on the launch pad as well, and then the workplaces report where we've had Vivian from our team and also Lexi going through uh, a research process? Absolutely. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, the Launchpad program, it's been so exciting to, to develop. It's a program of seven weeks and how we structure it is actually based on the results of the 2021 report. So that means that every single um, session we have, every single model is based on a topic that is of interest of the young people that's saying um, environment, equity, diversity, um, waste, uh, climate change, country, uh, culture. Um, and the result we saw from that is that young people are more engaged. Uh, the feedback we, ha we had was incredible. And yeah, um, that coupled with the guest speakers that we had. So how we did it is that we invited a guest speaker that is um, an expert in the topic to come and explain to us what is going on out there in the world based on, for example, waste 
or the environment. And so that gives young people a big perspective of what's going on. And so it's more engaging. And yeah, the results we have is, is not like, um, let's say basic education where we tell you what to do. It's more about exploration, seeing opportunities, seeing opportunities for collaborations. What can you do? What are the pathways? So that's why it was different and it was very, very exciting. And yeah, coupled with that, um, we developed the workplaces research. Um, we had over 100, 130, I think, um, people who answered the survey. And well, that's the purpose why we're having this podcast today, because we're about to release it. And it's going to, I guess, help us to see if we have improved from that 2020, 21 um, results to now this year. But I, I think we're going to talk more about it. So I'm, I think I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> Thanks, Nora. Yeah. And so I guess we went on this journey with the research where we had uh, the opportunity for the online survey. There were focus sessions. There were one-on-one -on -one conversations. There was desktop research. And uh, I guess trying to stitch it together and looking at what's out there, but also to provide that young, um, you know, people's perspective so that we can do that comparative approach because really what came through strongly was this importance of the intergenerational collaboration uh, moving uh, forward as an opportunity. So I guess as a, as a context for all of this, there are some deep underlying core issues that are, uh, you know, quite challenging for um, the industry at the moment. Sarah, I wonder if you could just talk through at a high level some of those issues that are, you know, front of mind from a, a government, but also a broader industry-wide perspective. Yeah, sure. So, look, I would say, you know, the Young Voices in Tourism report was really timely. Uh, the Victorian government had already been conducting its own reviews into um, the tourism industry and what the challenges and opportunities were. Um, and that work culminated in the Visitor Economy Recovery and Reform Plan in 2021. Um, so the purpose of that plan was to help strengthen the tourism offering. Uh, and from a government perspective, that included 8 million to go towards uh, industries, digital and business capability and building a more resilient workforce. So when we look at the challenges that uh, the workforce has been facing, um, we know that there's been you know, a huge over-reliance on migrant workers, which was massively impacted because of the pandemic and, and border closures. Um, that left the industry in a really difficult position. Um, and we ha have had to look at you know, what are the alternatives to help strengthen that workforce? Um, what do we need to do so that we don't have another um, shock like this in the future? So if we look at what that was in a tangible sense, um, we had 12,000 less people available to work in tourism businesses across the state. Um, you know, we also know that the industry is really reliant on young people. Um, and we know that a lot of the time, young people see a job in the industry as um, something short-term, something that they might do while they're at university or while they're um, studying. And they don't really, we, we haven't built uh, an environment or an industry where we are supporting people to understand what the long-term career paths are and the opportunities are. So um, what we're trying to do in our work is highlight the great opportunities in the industry um, and how we can support people 
um, to navigate that and, and build uh, all the skills uh, that they might need to have a really successful and long-term career in the industry. Yeah, brilliant, Sarah. That, and that stat of, you know, 12,000 people not being present and available, um, and we know that the, the workforce challenges for, for operators and, and across the industry are still ongoing. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a serious issue. And I guess that's why we're now when we pass to Maureen, you know, for a young person's perspective on this and, and what we hear through the YTN community, how do you see this um, same challenge from, from your perspective? Uh, thanks, Matt. I guess I will start with that number from our 2021 report, um, which states that only 26% uh, of young people believe they had a strong voice in the um, Australian tourism industry. Um, and I think it's such a shame um, for any industry, young people are the leaders of tomorrow. Um, we want them to be ready for, for what's coming and for the workforce. Um, so I think there is like a, a massive underrepresentation um, from young people in the industry. Um, and it feels like potentially they're not taking, uh, they're not taken seriously, um, which obviously is going to leave them feeling insecure uh, and underrepresented um, and long-term leading them to potentially leaving the industry or not feeling fully engaged and not giving uh, or not taking, we're not taking advantage of their talents and, and skills. Um, so that I would say that's kind of one of the, um, the biggest problem that we have here um, and going a little bit more uh, from that point, um, even if people are staying in the industry, we've got an issue around career development as well. Um, and I think that starts personally, I feel that starts from university as well. Maybe sometimes um, everything is not perfectly aligned between what we get taught at uni um, and what the industry is actually looking uh, from uh, tourism professionals. Um, so that could be, that's something as well that we've um, seen from the report in terms of internship and work opportunities before actually stepping foot into the industry as a full-time professional. Um, but it's also an ongoing issue in terms of career development um, when you are working in industry um, and we've got industry leakages, people leaving because they're not giving that opportunity to upskill uh, and develop within the industry. So it's that whole perception of the tourism industry that Sarah is talking about um, as a long-term career uh, that we really need to work on. Yeah, and I think Maddie brought it up in in the beginning around the the prerequisite for that is this value and purpose alignment of the uh, of the sector. And already we can, you know, when you reference that you know 2021 report, um, and even what we see in um, you know the 2022 workplaces report, um, is that there is a a value gap. Um, there is a uh, a shift and different language and different different perspectives and so uh, being able to articulate some of what those alignments and misalignments are then allows us to proactively work forward and I think that's where this is going to be such a valuable tool for individuals for organizations for for networks to actually say oh, okay so how do you see this and and maybe we can we can shift now to just a couple of uh, highlights uh, coming through in this document and then Maddie and Luke would love to get your thoughts on what kind of resonates here but I want to start with with one that's quite striking and, and it's about working together through inter intergenerational exchange uh, and so 
um, I guess, you know, there was a 95% um, response from young people and 85% response from uh, older employers and managers of young people, basically saying that there is a real need for improvement in the way that generations work together in the workplace. So we, we want to start there because it feels like something that's very tangible and real um, that, that we can all do. Um, and it does mean challenging some of the power structures and hierarchies and dynamics, but opening a space to be a little bit more collaborative. And, and, and this whole project has been such a great demonstration of that. Just a couple of other things. One of the, one of the other one that, that jumps out um, is this strong um, consensus around the call for the, the shift of the goal towards regeneration. And so that's um, instead of, uh, sustainability or solely financial profit really um, young and old saying you know no we want to create net benefits through our work to the environment to our community to our economy um, and then link that with the triple bottom line reporting people are saying we need to step up our skills in actually reporting these social environmental and economic impacts that we're having and so when you look at how many are actually organizations are doing at the moment young people, about 44% of young people uh, are saying that their organisation does that currently. Um, and then 63% of employers and managers. And none of those stats are, are really, um, uh, I guess, uh, strong in the, in the sense that's showing that uh, really there is a skill gap there. And that's something that probably exists in, in many industries. But if the, the tourism industry is one that's really had one of the hardest knocks, needs to you know go through a regeneration process itself it's going to have to create some of these um, incentives and, and enticements and really look systematically at the way things are being run so um, Maddie I want to pass across to you because of course you know there was a number of key insights things around climate anxiety we've got recommendations across a number of different leadership uh, levels just maybe uh, what are two um, things that really stood out to you when when you've just first seen um, this uh, executive summary coming through of the research? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Matt. And I think you've you've observed um, quite a few of the similar observations that I have as well. One of the key things that really stood out is that figure around one in three of the young people feeling insecure or underrepresented in the young in the Victorian tourism industry. And that really strikes as, um, you know, a, 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 it speaks to a lack of confidence in future career progression and in the way that our industry is responding to you know, future proofing in terms of um, some of those sustainability and regenerative components. Um, and the other uh, factor to that is just in relation to, I guess, the alignment in, in the optimism or, or the drive to be better in regeneration and purpose beyond profit. So those um, those responses have come really clearly from young people with 90% saying that this is something that's important for the future, but also um, you know, 80% of employers and managers are saying that, that as well. So there seems to be a really, really strong alignment in those sentiments um, that sentiment of regeneration and purpose beyond profit coming forward. And and Luke, from a, a different perspective, like what strikes you uh, when you look at some of these emerging results? 
Yeah, a couple of things that stood out to me, Matt, and I guess one of them being the one that Maddie called out around a third of, of young people feeling insecure or underrepresented in the industry. And I guess that's kind of linked to one of the, the key highlights, which was around um, a third, uh, only a third feel that there are adequate um, work experience opportunities and internships available. And I think that presents a really great opportunity for government and industry to work together to, to create those opportunities, to, to provide a gateway for young people to enter the industry and get a bit of a taste for, you know, what, what, what a career might look like in the industry. So I think, I think that yeah, is a great opportunity for us to um, give, give more space for young people to, to um, yeah, be represented and, and to share their, um, share their thoughts. Um, and also just like touching on some of the recommendations, I think, you know, there are some real practical actions there that, that can be that can be taken at, at each level, you know, at a, at a, at a YTN level, um, at an operator level and at a, a government level. Um, one of those being the Com Games, I think there's a great opportunity there for, um, for, for, for government and, and for young people in the industry to work together to, um, to ensure that, you know, um, young people's voices are heard and they can have input on, on that process. Um, and I guess just reflecting on, you know, the, the program more broadly, I just, I've, I found that, you know, it's, it's been really great to have this kind of two-way dialogue with, with, with younger people, hear directly from them and just to hear their kind of their passion and their insights. And I've kind of come away from this feeling, you know, really energized and hopeful for the future. So um, yeah, I just look forward to kind of taking this, these insights and, and working together on, on ways to um, support and, and yeah, engage young people. Yeah, and that, that point around hope is such an important one, uh, Luke. I think, you know, we've got the stat here of uh, around 56% of young people uh, now looking to recommend to their peers a, a career in uh, Victorian tourism events and hospitality. Now, that might not seem like a lot, but compared to the 2021 results, that is actually a step up. So there does seem to be a slight shift for the, the better, uh, and hopefully when we start looking at implementing some of these recommendations, it can build upon that. And, and, and you know, some of the ones that really stand out is this call for an industry-wide carbon target. Um, we've also got a call for an, a, a full-time YTN executive officer role. Uh, we've got calls for um, the YTN uh, launchpad program uh, to become an annual uh, initiative and, and even mentoring by young people for executives and older leaders. So, um, yeah, the, looking ahead does look like uh, there's going to be some great ways to collaborate and, and to take this to the next level. So let's just do a really quick uh, check with everyone. Nora, I'm going to come to you first. Uh, just uh, a, a hope for 2023 and beyond. Um, what's just one simple thought that you have um, that you're looking forward to that will spring out of this? Oh, for what I'm, I'm, I'm standing, I would like to see more funding uh, to create more programs like the Launchpad. I think it's um, basic to empower the young, the young generation to, you know, who are going to be the leaders of the future. So that's my hope. Maureen? Thanks, Matt. Um, well, look, we're here today because we've had amazing support from uh, the government, the Victorian government. And I think moving forward, that will be great to see all those recommendations and to be heard more broadly from the uh, industry as well on like that industry level and operational level and, and, and get those young voices heard um, from them in terms of, again, career um, development, et cetera, that I was referring to before. Luke? 
Yeah, I guess just, you know, keeping the dialogue going following the launch of this research and, and you know, taking this, this information um, to support the development of, of, of the workforce and, you know, finding working together to find ways to support and attract more young people into the industry. And, and Sarah? I think a, a similar sentiment, you know, I'd like to see us fostering an environment where young people feel more secure in the, in the industry. Um, and one where we're able to demonstrate the diversity of opportunities and career paths. Maddie. Yeah, I, think, I guess I mirror what everybody else has been saying. I really hope for young people to feel connected with opportunities and to be more confident in the security and representation across the industry and to also feel like they have an empowered future and a meaningful and valuable career ahead of them in tourism. Well, folks, we can't share all the details over the podcast, but we do hope that you dive into uh, the summary poster and the workplaces report, um, the full version, uh, now that you've had this little uh, introduction. We also hope whether you're uh, a young emerging leader, whether you're someone that's more established uh, within the industry, is that you sit down and actually have a conversation across generations um, with colleagues that you're surrounded by and that you just take a moment to listen and hear from a different perspective and then to open this space uh, path forward um, where we can actually work together towards implementing some of these recommendations and embedding that as a foundation uh, for the future of Victoria's visitor economy. Thanks so much for everyone uh, for being involved. We do want to acknowledge a number of, of key actors that have been uh, part of this journey. Uh, just to step through that, so Maddie, Maureen and, and Kate, especially at YTN, we've also had um, some colleagues managing the social media, so a big shout out there, DJ PR, Mirava, Luke, Hannah, Sarah, and also Sue, uh, thank you so much for your support, um, and also the Minister getting involved with one of the uh, events as well. Uh, Vivian, Lexi uh, from our team, the co-facilitators, Hua, Hugh, Isabel, Lauren, Nadine, uh, uh, and all of our guest speakers, the research advisors uh, as well, and of course, Nora for being a backbone uh, in managing logistics and coordinating um, this report. It really, we hope, just by understanding those, those um, people that have been involved, that it's been such a collaborative process, and that's what we see uh, being so important moving forward. So enjoy diving in uh, to the Workplaces report, and we look forward to seeing what happens in 2023. All the best, everyone.